You're listening to the Real Estate Insider Podcast. A bold look at reality, news, analysis, strategies, and opinions. Direct from the veteran team at the Rain Research Institute. With today's host, real estate strategist, Russell Westcott. Good morning, Monday morning results seekers. It's that time once again to start your week off with a powerful message. I'm Russell Westcott from the Real Estate Investment Network, and I'm proud to be your host this Monday morning. Where possible, please grab a pen and paper today, as you don't just want to passively listen. You will want to capture the key insights. Now let's get right to the powerful message. Please welcome Mr. Richard Dolan. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Russell, and good morning all of you students from coast to coast, our members, our fellow partners. And for those new members who don't know what it means when we call you all partners, quickly let me take responsibility for that. We created a new distinction, a shift in the way in which we relate to our members, folks that we've been helping grow for the past 20 years in telling them what they need to do, teaching them all they must get, giving them all the knowledge and education, the research and analysis inside this thing called real estate, enabling them not just to be a part of our community, but be a partner within it where we can both mutually stand for the results and the goals and the objectives that you came for. So when we say good morning, our fellow partners, that's really what it means. It means that uh, it does not mean that you have liability or perhaps you've got to come to the office tomorrow. It completely means uh, quite the contrary. It means that we're here for you unequivocally, steadfast, truly committed because we're a team. And, you know, that's really what this week's call is about, being a team, being a teammate. And being a teammate is all about understanding and always embracing this word called conflict. Now, you know, conflict is one of those things that it's kind of like the dirty underwear no one wants to talk about. Uh, Team is often an indelicate proposition. You know, what's funny is many people have expectations that a, a team should be harmonious and that everyone should get along. You know, this is a lot of the shooting on oneself, by the way. And should, ing, uh, it should look like this and it should kind of go like that. But people also expect when confrontation arises that their teammates hold their tempers and communicate in an acceptable tone, a tone that offers a level of comfort, perhaps accompanied by a bit of uh, aromatherapy, perhaps. But you see, when a conflict arises, many people fight against or resist confrontation. And they begin to experience anxiety, uh, grief, um, even victimization. You know, these reactions have them withdraw their full participation. So when you are faced with confrontation, how do you react? You know, do you walk away? Are you the kind of folk that would hang up on the phone, go silent, play small, get violent, uh, remain suppressed, act civil, all the while uh, perhaps uh, covering up your hidden hostility? Do you gossip to others about the person by whom uh, you are confronted? You see, all those reactions, by the way, are perfect. They're just yours, and there's nothing wrong with them. But do they serve you? And when these reactions arise, when people resist conflict, as you might recall, to be committed is to be bound emotionally and intellectually, and some might say spiritually, to an idea, a principle, a course of action, or to someone so when a married couple or a pair of partners or any group of people, family or core workers, is, is bound together in this way with the same common goal, conflict frequently arises. So realistically, what else can you expect with as many points of view as there are people on the team? Well, it is the meshing together of ideas and principles that produces uh, conflict. Conflict has the potential to produce extraordinary results, and if you allow for it, 
You know, an American screenwriter, director, and even producer and host Michael Moore is an example of someone who uses conflict and confrontation to bring awareness to a wide variety of injustices and issues in America. You know, while his most recent documentary film, uh, one of which was Bowling for Columbine, had served as an effective means for bringing attention to the problems arriving, arising from the America's gun culture, look at right now. You know, even what's happened right now with this Batman movie premiere where uh, we got uh, an incredible shock to our systems, uh, horrifying acts of incredible uh, America terrorism. But conflict is the juice of life, the key ingredient, not just in Michael Moore's films, but in every play and movie. So you see, the reality is conflict must be embraced. It's a catalyst for change. It's a catalyst for growth. And so the reality there is that you must come together to produce conflict. You must embrace conflict as a part of growing a successful team. Now, by the way, a quick mental check-in for many of you that are on this phone call. Team can include everyone from uh, the kids to the family uh, to your spouse. It could include, of course, your network of, of friends and family, your colleagues, your joint venture partners, your tenants, you know, your team, the people that make up your efforts on the playing field to produce results on the scoreboard is all part of it. So the reality is you've got to allow conflict to exist and, you know, allowing it to exist does not mean encouraging or promoting it, you know, or accepting any form of abuse or justifying your actions of delivering abuse. This is a different dynamic, and it reveals a lack of respect for oneself and for others. It also does not mean you have a license to scream and holler at people in front of uh, the kids or even at work. And to be extraordinary is to respect all your teammates and operate beyond your feelings, not be at the mercy of them. You know, abuse is an expression of the abuser's feelings of frustration or anger and rage. And abusers are reactive. This is not one being, uh, you know, an extraordinary human being or someone who's really embracing the idea of brain mastery or a professional of any sort. So here's what the big deal is. To allow conflict to exist simply means that you act with compassion and understand that the person or, or people or folks involved are expressing their feelings and perceptions about the issue at hand. It means you are detached enough to realize and accept that they have every right to their feelings and perceptions, whether you agree with them or not. So did you know that you can respect and honor uh, another person's point of view as your own and listen intently and compassionately whether you agree or disagree? Any team made up of highly committed people intent on achieving the same goal and producing results will repeatedly face indelicate moments. Indelicate moments are often referred to as falling out, such as falling out of relatedness. You might instead think of indelicate moments to be falling in, falling into relatedness. Or think of them as a heart-to-heart -heart conversation. I used to say that they're, you know, I'd call courageous conversations. It is in the face of conflict that we are given the opportunity to grow emotionally, to see ourselves in the way that our teammates and the world sees us, like that bug underneath a magnifying glass, but only if we choose. You know, realizing and accepting that team is an indelicate proposition can produce an opposite effect. It can take the anxiety out of the conflict for you when it arises. You know, the Beatles, uh, which is Don's favorite band, said it best, let it be. Let it be. In other words, you might stop resisting conflict and simply allow it to take place. So when you give people the right to their points of view and perceptions and honor these points of view as you do your own, people feel heard and respected. You know, I just found that extraordinarily true when 
the rain team got together to uh, celebrate a milestone of growth and of retention and of value creation. We got together, we broke bread. The entire Eastern Toronto-based team joined out in Vancouver. The entire Western rain team, we got together, and we all had an opportunity of sharing each of us on our own, with our own words, in our own voice, uh, what we were most grateful for and what we were most excited about. And you know what I heard? I heard a profound sense of point of view that they respected one another, both good and bad. Now, when it comes to any one of your teammates upset, most likely it'll disappear. And if you are committed, if you are a committed teammate, conflict will arise in your team whether you like it or not. You might view conflict as an aspect of passion that forwards rather than thwarts the team's intention and helps in producing results. The key is to stay focused on your team's commitment, not use conflict as a justification or reason to quit. So often when tragedy strikes a family, conflict arises. And we often hear about how the death or an abduction or abuse or an assault or a victimization of a child perhaps causes the parents to divorce. It is tremendously difficult for a family team made up of individuals with their own perspectives to move through this kind of conflict. So the question of the week is this, how do you deal with conflict? You know, many people pride themselves on the ability to hold on to our grudges. I'm never letting go of this one. He doesn't deserve my forgiveness. <laughs> they consider this to be an aspect of strength. I know people who have held on to grudges for a decade, including me. You know, the longer you hold a grudge, the more you are being controlled by your own perceptions and feelings and the more you are attempting to control others. This is the recipe of suffering. And the only person you are truly affecting is really yourself. Holding on to resentments and grudges causes disease. Or if you were to slow it down, dis-ease. You see, holding on to resentments and grudges causes a dis-ease. A friend of mine, he once told me that the resentment is a poison you swallow and then wait for the other person to die. It is to live as though you are right and everyone else is wrong. This is a grand and glorious illusion. And surprising as it may be, rather ordinary. So my closing thought for this week's call is this. To be extraordinary is to deal with conflict as it arises. Forgive others, even without their apology. Handle the team's details with precision and to be the best of your ability and stay committed and steadfast to the team. So here's what your homework is for the week. I want you to call a meeting with your partner. Now, it could be anyone. It could be your husband, your boyfriend, your wife, your girlfriend. It could be your JV partner or whomever it might be. And I want you to call a meeting with your partner and declare a truce. Create a conversation that you and your partner understands that you want to create team within the relationship. Be sure to let your partner know that in this meeting, he or she can say anything without reprisals, recriminations. They can say whatever they want. If your partner disagrees with this idea, tell him or her that the meeting's intention is to reestablish, reinvent, refire the relationship. It's your job to communicate first. So tell your partner what you have been doing or not doing that has disempowered the relationship. Now, don't be surprised if your partner already knows, acts pretty smug or blurts out comments such as, I've been trying to tell you that, you dummy. <laughs> I get that all the time. Or I've told you this a hundred times or no, you know, no crap there, Dick. Tracy even could tell you that. So apologize for whatever you've done or have not done. Share your promises for the future with your partner. And out of this truce will be an emergence of a new day, the dawn of a new era, the, well, the birth of a new relationship. I want to share a personal point of view around this, and that is in working with one of my current partners, you know, having been able to see that we've had many disconnects for many, many reasons. 
But in exercising this particular one exercise I invite you all to do, something pretty magical came up. What really kind of really overgrew our relationship. It wasn't a deep respect. It wasn't just a massive amount of love. It was an absolute, utter, and indescribable confirmation that we accepted everything we've been and everything we are not. And that is the magic of team. So for the week, you call your meeting with your partner to declare a truce and create a conversation that reinvents the partnership anew. Letting go of the old, calling that truce, and replanting your feet for a new future. Russ, back to you. Wow, great message. All about being a good teammate and dealing with conflict. Thank you very much, Rich. Thank you. What a wonderful way to start your week off on the right foot. The next weekly call will be the same time, the same call-in number. And if you do have any questions, please call our office at one 824 7346 I'm Russell Westcott from the Real Estate Investment Network, signing off and wishing you a masterful week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening and engaging with the Real Estate Insider Podcast. A bold look at reality. Share the reality.